Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Patty. Hello. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, here we are. So today we're gonna we're gonna continue on with this theme of discussing somewhat controversial topics that we know everyone thinks about and has an opinion on. But it's <clears throat> I think a lot of the things we've been talking about recently are kind of like people avoid discussing it because there are so many different perspectives and opinions floating around that um, it can be kind of messy. Well, we're gonna get our hands dirty for you, <laughs> and we're gonna talk about spirituality and diet. We have, uh, there's so many different angles we can approach with, with diet, especially me. I was a personal trainer for 10 years and I, you know, I have, I would say more knowledge than most people on the topic of nutrition. Um, so we're going to, we're going to address a few different angles to kind of give you a heads up of, you know, specifically what we plan to address. Number one is in, in what, in our opinion is the best way to eat for higher consciousness. And I, I predict that what we say is going to surprise you. A second thing we're going to share is our own journey, which has been very, uh, has fluctuated greatly. Mm -hmm. We have been on both ends of the extreme <laughs> spectrum when it comes to nutrition in regards to our diet. And we're going to share with you just, you know, the different state, just, just our journey with, with diet. Um, and then lastly, we're going to go into a little bit about like food addiction. I know a lot of people who watch my channel struggle with overeating or, or, or eating an overabundance of the wrong foods and have a difficult time controlling their food intake and have an idea in their mind of what they, they would like to eat or know they should eat. And that that's different than what they're actually doing. And this is something both Patty and I have struggled with fairly intensely mm -hmm. through a lot of our journey. And, and to some extent, quite honestly, we still are processing through it um so anyway those are the three things we're going to discuss but we're happy to be here for you it's a sunday right sunday mm -hmm. it's a sunday i'm heading back to sedona actually we were just there last weekend i'm going back um this time we're on vacation with my friend aaron dowdy so we're going to bust this out for you so we're not late mm -hmm. <laughs> for fridays this is friday when you listen to this so anyway i wrote down number one everybody who's waking up needs to eat the following five foods Oh, five. There no, we go. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm joking. That that would contradict our perspective, which is this: listen to your body and your intuition. We we had this wonderful this wonderful woman named Justine at a recent uh, retreat. Remember her? <laughs> I remember her. Of yeah, course you do. It was like a week, five days ago. Well, she's a nutritionist, and I so I, I took it upon myself to ask her a few questions because it's just a topic of interest. And like one of the first things out of her mouth was, "Well, of course, Victor, everyone's different." So she addresses each client on a very individual basis, and has found that people thrive on very very different foods. And that was my experience as a personal mm -hmm. trainer. I would train, you know, I would have maybe, especially when I was working at a gym, I had maybe 20, 30 different people I would see on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. And it, it was, and I would really get deep into their diet because I knew that's where a lot of the results came. So, and it was fascinating, the different, how different people were. We had vegetarians that were doing amazing. We had people who were eating lots of meat that were doing amazing and, and everything in between. Um, it really comes down to the individual. Now, why that is, there are many theories as to, you know, everyone's individual and unique physiolo physiology and whatnot. I don't, I don't pretend to know the why, but I can just say from my, my, my experience working with people, actually, that what works for one person is not going to work for everybody. Mm -hmm. So with that sort of fundamental premise, it, I say to follow your own body consciousness. Your body will pretty much tell you what it wants right love mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I have a friend who's, uh, she's, she's getting her PhD in herbal medicine or, or homeopathic medicine or something like that. Um, but her, one of her friends, literally everything that she puts in her body or even on her body, she does muscle testing for. And that's really every single, every single thing. Yes. Every single thing. And, and what she found was that she, her body doesn't like red meat, but it likes pork, but it doesn't. and, And she can eat chicken, but she can't have, um, red wine, but she can have white wine, you know, like she found all these different things that were very, um, different, I guess, from what a typical person would probably think would be healthy, Mm, you know, but, um, it's just, that's what her body wants. And she said, when she started doing that, then, um, she stopped having issues with food. At, at all of, of all kind because she's very she's very sensitive she can't have a lot of a lot of things like gluten and dairy yeah. and that kind of stuff but um you know she she listens to the muscle testing and she doesn't have any issues with anything that she eats right um i'm not exactly sure how to explain it what muscle testing is but you can like look it up but basically it's a way that you can connect with your higher consciousness, your higher self and your higher self sort of tells you by w- whether your arm moves or not. Yeah. And, you know, but a lot of people know what that is. I'm, I'm yeah. familiar with it. We've done, I've done it before. Yeah. And she also calls it, she asks her innate. So she'll bring something to her heart center and say like, ask her, her innate or her higher self, like, is this good for me? Can I eat this? And she gets a very definite yes or no. Yeah. Um, or, or her body will go forward or backwards, you know, in, and that's her like way of knowing what's, what works for her. Really? Yeah. That that's never worked for me. I've heard of people <clears> doing <throat> that, but I would always try it and bring a particular food up to my body and I would never have a, a reading with you it. You would never have that? No. I've never even tried if I'm being quite honest. I've never tried. I just kind of listen to my body, you know, yeah. and all the various things that, um, Right. Yeah. Like, and I can tell, like, if I eat something, you know, that, that, like, I I don't really feel good when I eat gluten, things with gluten in them. I still will eat them sometimes, but I very rarely will eat things. You want to hear something funny? I read recently in a book or I heard on a podcast or something that, like, like an extremely small percentage of people are actually intolerant to gluten. Right. Yeah. But because it's such a fad, um, most people have come to believe they are, mm-hmm. and therefore they kind of create that experience. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm you not, are or not. Well, I just I, I'm not intolerant to it. I digest it fine, but I just don't feel like good after great it. Great when I eat it. Yeah. Right. So I can <clears> eat <throat> it, and I do eat it sometimes. But it's it's yeah. It's, I, yeah. I would say anyway. We've made the point. I'd say like the main reason I wanted to share this is because I know a lot of people, myself included. I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience where I would have ideas of how I should mm-hmm. eat. Mm-hmm. And and this could come in the form of maybe I need to eat a certain way to open my third eye or something. Mm-hmm. Or even like, wow, I really like this particular way of eating. I must stick to it for indefinitely, right. you know, for forever rather. Yeah. Um, and I would always have this conflict of what I think I should eat versus what my body is obviously telling me I want. Now for mm-hmm. me, I don't do muscle testing. I don't, I, I can't just discern what I should eat by bringing it up to my body, but I just have my own sort of intuitive way of having a very, I, I can always just kind of tell what 
my body wants, Mm -hmm. which can be kind of tricky because there's a, you know, craving can in a sense be created if you eat too much of like, for example, sugar, you crave sugar. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, the point is, um, in our experience, just again, as a trainer and speaking with nutritionists and just my whole life, and I think most people are at a point where they're, they're, they're aware enough that everyone's different. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about what I'm doing or what Patty's doing or what the person on the street's doing or what the, the, the blogger you read last night is doing. You just sort of tune into yourself, tune into your body. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you get ideas about like, oh, that sounds like a, a diet that I want to start doing. And then you do it and you feel really great when you do that. You know, but you don't have to but pitch you your tent and say, yes. "Ah, this is how I eat from now on." Yes, you don't have to stay there. Yeah, I like and I have that. to always remind myself of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But here's the here's the tricky part, <clears throat> and sort of we just sort of left off, sort of glossing over it in a way, um, especially when you're going through a spiritual awakening. What your body wants, what you, what your you know your body consciousness will prefer, can fluctuate dramatically yes. and often. Mm-hmm. So it's very. It, it's very common to, again, find a, a, a particular way of eating that just works so well. You're like, man, I just feel so good and so clear and so amazing. I have so much more energy. I can tell my health is improved. I'm sleeping better. This is, I found it. This is, I've struck gold. This is it. And then it's like, ah, oh, well, what's the deal? Why am I not feeling the way I was? Well, why am I all of a sudden sort of not really wanting to eat this way? It just seeming mm-hmm. like a chore. Well, why am and, I craving some other thing that I've been avoiding? Right. Or that, that yeah, that sort of contradicts this new mm-hmm. dietary premise. You know, um, it's just, it's, uh, I just sort of what I've observed in myself and with other people is there are times when we are like raising our frequency really quickly. And usually those times one will naturally gravitate towards lighter high vibe foods, like, Mm -hmm. like fruits and vegetables, organic foods. You might be like, you know, in the process of watching like documentaries, like forks over knives and all these like stuff, mm-hmm. all the different things about how you can heal yourself with food and you're, you're juicing, you're drinking smoothies, taking supplements and you're like, yes, this is amazing. That's like a very lighter, you know, higher vibe way of, of, uh, of living. And that, that has a place, but then there's times where it's like, where you, you can't just go up that quickly, you know, with, without pausing at a plateau and resting and there's a time to ground yourself and kind of rebuild your body and this can throw people off because maybe they're like uh, like we've gone as far as being raw vegans Mm -hmm. and we are thrown off by like why am i craving like meat why am i craving heavier food this this is not high vibe this is wrong but it's like it's uh our body needed it needed Mm -hmm. the sustenance because we still have an earthly body and and we can't keep ascending so quickly in a sense Mm -hmm. so my point is and i hear this all the time where i did especially when i was coaching that it's uh the diet fluctuates dramatically Mm -hmm. when you're going through an awakening would you agree have you experienced that oh of course i mean yeah our the way that i eat is always changing yeah um I was going to say something, but I forgot now. So the, the moral of the story about the best way to eat for higher consciousness, as we kind of titled this somewhat deceptively, because as you see, we're just saying, be yourself, listen to your body. I'm going to share with you a quick story about when I, I was, uh, me and my, I went out to dinner with some friends recently. You probably heard of most of them. Aaron Dowdy, you know him. And Bridget Nielsen, she's another really popular spiritual YouTuber, and, and Bridget's boyfriend, Patrick. And all four of us are very health conscious. We, we really, like all of us, like use a sauna on a daily basis. Like we're really into like self-optimization big time. And all four of us had very different diets. Like me, I had uh, like, a, like a 
what did I have? You were eating. I was eating, I ate shrimp keto. that day, but I had, yeah, I was, I, I've been in the process of doing a lot of fasting and eating like keto, the ketogenic diet temporarily. Aaron, he's doing something similar where he's eating like, he doesn't eat meat ever, but he'll eat fish and shrimp and stuff on occasion. And then uh, Bridget, she's been a vegan for like, I want to say her whole life. Or well, she's a, a, a vegetarian long... for her whole life, but she's been yeah. a vegan for quite a while now. And her boyfriend was like, he eats chicken and stuff. Anyway, we're all, we're all different. And none of us were at all like judgmental. It was like, oh, you're eating this. Oh, you're eating this. We were all almost like, like a curious, curious and intrigued and just looking to learn and just sort of like we had this, this natural acceptance about what each other was eating, knowing that that doesn't define you, knowing that, um, that we all had kind of a common knowing that we all sort of follow our own truth and we had a respect for that. So the point is, what was the point? <laughs> you were telling I, the story about how everyone eats different. Yeah, how like it's like it's like everyone's different, and it's okay. Like again, no one had a bad beef, <laughs> no pun intended, with what each <laughs> other was eating. It was like okay, that works for that person. Yeah. And in fact, my friend Bridget, she's like a vegan, but she's like not at all like preachy or judgmental. She was even saying, "Listen, I live in Sedona. I don't have children. I can sort of it, it makes sense for her to be a vegan in that really high vibe environment, yeah. right?" Um, but like, what if you're a construction worker working in the city and you're like this big, like muscular guy, like they, they might not, that might not fly for them. They might need like the heavier meats and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's really silly to like point our fingers and say yeah. like, you should be doing what I'm doing when our circumstances are so different, yeah. not to mention our physiology and our ancestry and our bodies are different. Um, so anyway, this, this is our Some people might say, you know what? My, my opinion is you should eat certain things and you're immoral if you don't. And I respect that. But this is our podcast, so <laughs> our, 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 our big thing is like, listen, your higher self will in some individual way, some way individual to you, let you know what's ideal for you and, and living your best life and progressing as fast as you can on your spiritual journey. And if you listen to that, regardless of where it takes you, I promise you, you'll be maximizing your pursuit of expanding your consciousness. But again, that's just my opinion. <laughs> I wrote down here, ignore everybody, even me. Okay, so well, anything you want to add to that before we move on? We kind of hammered our, our point home pretty... No, because I think when when we start talking about like our journey and stuff, I'll, be, I'll add more, you know, because it's kind of all relative. Okay, it's yeah. So now we'll share, before, again, towards the end, we'll share about our overcoming a food addiction and so forth. But right now we'll share about our own personal journey, which has been kind of an interesting tale. Um, so before I had my Kundalini awakening, we were like, what, in our very early 20s? Mm -hmm. We were like going out with our friends a couple of nights a week, getting drunk, right? Oh my God. We were drinking a lot. A lot. We were in parties Often, and stuff. yeah. And we'd eat out a lot. Yep. You would always like, I'd come home from like work and there'd be like a, a glass of wine and like just a, sometimes fairly healthy food, but... A lot. We well, would eat desserts, yeah. and anyway, we had we really just <laughs> ate whatever the hell we wanted, and we partied a lot. I mean, uh -huh. we lived what we would now consider a fairly toxic lifestyle, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then I had this Kundalini awakening that messed me up big time, where like I, I became intolerant to almost everything. But a few years after that, I kind of settled down, and then me and Patty sort of went through a spiritual awakening at the same time at that one concert. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we kind of in a sense, became aware of the ascension process and sort of sprung into our awakening on that level together. And after that, everything started changing in our life. That's yeah. when we moved out of our house shortly after. Mm -hmm. But also our diet started to change dramatically. Yeah, I know for me, I stopped. 
I started to get really grossed out by like red meat. Yeah. It tasted really rubbery it and just, and just not, heavy mm. and gross. And I, just, I was like, man, I don't want this. But at the time, I was like also working out a lot and I thought I needed red meat every day to like be buff. Um, but I was like, dude, I, I cannot eat this. And you had the same exact yeah. experience. Ironically, we went through this like same yeah, it, way. It was, it was interesting how it panned out that we both sort of got grossed out by red meat. And then it was like, then we started getting grossed out by like chicken. The, yeah, the same thing happened yeah. with chicken. And we were like, mm. so then we ate a lot of fish. Yep. And then we started getting, we had that one experience where we, we had. Tell them, I plan to share that. It's kind okay. of a funny experience. Okay. Not so funny, but it's yeah. Well, it wasn't funny at the time, but it's funny now looking back. But we um, we were eating uh, like a pescatarian diet and um, some eggs, but uh, we were like kind of like getting sick of fish. But we were like, okay, well, what else are we gonna do? You know. And we were in South Florida, and, so yes. we're like we should take advantage. Yeah. So we um, went to this fish market and got some lobster tails. Because we were like, oh, lobster, that's different. It's a different texture. And so we we ate this lobster. And the texture, we were just like, oh, my God, I can't. But then after we ate it, I felt like intoxicated. Yes. I had like this like almost like a panic attack, like intoxication from it. And I was like, yeah, this has got to go. <laughs> it felt like we absorbed the fear energy in the lobster. Uh, yes. It was very like... This wasn't some sort of intellectual conclusion. It was like a very physical physical and real, like, again, panicky fear experience. We're like, what the hell is happening with us? Yeah, <laughs> we, we wondered. We but like, we knew, regardless of what that was, no more seafood. Yeah. And we were done after that point, right? Yeah. That was it. <laughs> and then we were eating like lots of eggs and protein powder and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then that started to kind of have the same exact effect. It, it started to take on a heavy, undesirable quality where I just felt like, you know what? I've been down this road already several times and I know what this means. It means give up the eggs. Mm -hmm. And stop eating the protein And then we were powder. like a vegetarian for a long time. Yeah. Well, we were, we were vegetarian for a short while. And then... Um, and then I was like, man, I, I feel like I want to do like a detox. I want to, I'm going to eat raw vegan for like a couple of weeks. And that was like the plan was to only eat it for a couple of weeks. But after <clears throat> a couple of weeks, I felt so good. And I was like, well, it's been two weeks. I can probably eat some cooked food now. But when I ate the cooked food, I felt the same, like very heavy and like just not good. And I was like, I guess I'm eating raw vegan now. <laughs> yeah. And I don't remember exactly how it played out for me, but I know around the same time I was doing the same thing uh -huh. and we were, we were eating straight up raw vegan diet. That's like no cooked foods, period. Yeah. Nothing over that's been cooked over a hundred degrees. It's like, uh, I think or 100, like 12.5 or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> we one, never really cooked anything anyway. Well, we eventually got a food dehydrator cause that's mm -hmm. how the raw vegans do it. They, yeah. they, and it was, it, we found it a bit frustrating because it took us like two days to, <laughs> right? make like to a cook pizza. a pizza crust. Yeah, <laughs> Literally it. like, like cook, cook, cook one side for 18 hours, then flip for another 20 hours. And yeah. then you have a somewhat hardened, you know, pizza crust. So it, we're just sort of yes. joking here, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, we were like raw vegan for a while, but we felt amazing. <sighs> I felt like so healthy. Our skin looked like. I felt like I looked super, super healthy. Yeah. I felt like amazing, man. And it was cool because I could eat such huge meals because it was pretty much all fruits and vegetables and fats <laughs> and seeds that 
I could just eat like a monster and I was, and I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't yeah. gain weight. In fact, I lost a lot of you weight. You lost a shit ton of weight. Yeah. yeah. And that was one of the problems. I could not eat enough food to sustain my body. Yeah. And I, I was like, you guys see me in my videos. Imagine me over 30 pounds lighter. <laughs> remember when my parents came to town oh my god they were like terrified for i'll you. never yeah i'll never forget to look at all of their my sister my dad and my mom all their faces was like oh my god is victor like dying or something <laughs> they're like what are you doing you already you you moved into an rv like a year ago and now you're not working in florida now you're look like you're gonna blow away from the wind what the <laughs> heck we can't take any more of your changes buddy yeah <laughs> so anyway then we did that for a while and we loved it. At that time, we became like really like gung-ho about the whole movement, the, the plant-based diet movement. Remember yeah. that? We were watching documentaries. We had all these different books. And we really kind of formed the, quite an identity around it, if I recall. Mm -hmm. It was like whenever you're out with people, being a vegan would always come up. and We'd always talk about it and mm -hmm. why we love it. And nothing wrong with that. We were just passionate about it. But So we did that for a while. And then... One thing I found when I was eating raw vegan is I needed, I would crave like nuts and I would eat like massive amounts of nuts. Like in one sitting, I'd probably eat like, I don't pound. know, like, yeah, like a half a pound or a pound of nuts, literally. Like I'm not exaggerating because I, my body was like needing the heavy food because all raw vegan stuff is so light. Yeah. And, um, also we were trying to have a baby and mm -hmm. I, I had three miscarriages in be, you know, during that time. And part of it was my body just couldn't sustain and hold on to a pregnancy because I was just not eating right for my body right. in that moment. But I was like, I just have to eat this way. Yes. You know, I have to eat like this because it yeah. just feels so good, you know? And well, I would say for me, like my body started craving other types of foods way before i actually ate them oh, yeah. i was like really in denial mm -hmm. in fact i even we even saw a psychic in sedona and she said she was like you're not going to want to hear this but your spirit guides say you should eat meat again and mm -hmm. i was like you're right i didn't want to hear that Don't, no <laughs> freaking way and i didn't for a long time mm -hmm. but <laughs> she was right at the time yeah it was probably it was a good few months um of what of of like knowing being aware and being and, aware and resisting yes yeah, having that yeah. resistance phase. For me, I started with eating cooked food again. Remember, like at that time, when I was like the raw vegan, I lost all my muscle. I was very weak and I couldn't even lift weights in the gym and mm -hmm. recover. I would like want I to lift, lift weights, weights either. But my body was like, it just felt so bad for my body. Like, dude, your body's not recovering from this. You got to just stop. Mm -hmm. I could do like Bikram yoga and martial arts, but no weightlifting at all, which right, I love. Yeah, um, but eventually we got, we moved back to Michigan, at, you know, at some point in there from Florida. Yeah. And I got the P90X2 DVDs and I was like, man, I really want to, I want to do this program, but I'm, I'm just feeling like, I'm just feeling like crap. I'm not getting enough protein or calories or something. Yeah. But did, wasn't there like a, a vegan portion there was but it, it, even that wasn't enough so mm -hmm. i ended up eating cooked food for a while yeah and then in that menu they had like a like a chicken or a steak or something salad and it was the first time in a long time where i looked at that and it seemed super appetizing mm -hmm. for a while it was like easy not to eat meat and easy not to eat unhealthy food because i didn't want it mm -hmm. but it was like wow and I, I just started like fantasizing about it and and that was at that point I just knew it was like one of those, like, I just knew I was like, dude, Victor, you're just going against your intuition because of 
these beliefs you've picked up Mm -hmm. and regardless of what you think and whatever you believe is morally ethical or whatever like you're not in a you're not healthy you're you're really in a very poor state of health because you're stubbornness so why don't you just freaking do what you've been knowing you should do this whole time and once i did that i i started putting on muscle again i started feeling good again Mm -hmm. and i felt great yeah i started eating me a little bit after you did um, but I started craving it too. And, um, then, like I said, we were ha- trying to have a baby. And when I started eating meat again, I didn't have a miscarriage and the doctor, cause I had gone to the doctors to try to figure out what was going on. And the doctor was like, okay, whatever you're doing right now, keep doing that. So I was like, okay, now I started eating meat. Now I have to continue eating meat just to, you know, right. see how this goes. But, um, but yeah, I mean, now we hit. Yeah, and then the next thing is we got into intermittent fasting, which I'll talk yeah. about in a moment. Yeah. So I, I found, here's the nice thing about like knowing what's right for your body at the, at the time, is every move I made was, was a, a move of excitement. Going like raw vegan was so awesome. We really had a great time. We were, I, I was, we were so happy doing that. It mm-hmm. wasn't like this chore because we thought we had to. It was like, wow, remember how like exciting it was for yeah. us? We were so like pumped up about it. And then like going back and like getting back in like the heavier foods and working out again at the gym. It was like so exciting. And then we got that same sort of excitement about intermittent fasting, which is where it's like time restricted eating where you eat all of your food in a, in like a eight hour window. So you basically skip breakfast, which some people will say is bad, but it's there's so many benefits to fasting. But anyway... And we did that, and that was like, man, that was like super. We we still do that to this day. Mm-hmm. It's been like a long time, six years or so. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but anyway. So you guys well, got that the was idea. Like the next step. Yeah, we don't need to give every little play by play, but anyway, the point is, and even from that point until now, we've gone through. I've gone vegan once or twice and come out of it, mm-hmm. and you've gone all over the place with your dietas and stuff. Yeah, I, my diet is though, I can still eat meat. I can't eat red meat um, or pork, which I don't really eat a lot of anyway. But um, I can eat like chicken and fish. <clears throat> but um, the diet itself is kind of like, it's like fasting with food, like being able to eat because you don't have any like, it's everything is very bland. There's no salt, no pepper, no, no spices, um, not a lot of oil. So your body's literally just getting um, like protein and and veggies. Like fiber and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so um, I do feel like I get into a fasted state during a dieta, even though I'm still eating food. Yeah, you get into probably a very clear state. That's, that's, I guess, where we're at now, what we're sort of currently excited about. Well, currently experiencing. I just opened opened a diet with Sage this morning, so it's like... (laughs) She's happy about that. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing, as you know, a lot of fasting and sort of depriving myself of foods I like as a way of just reaching higher consciousness, kind of like what you're doing, mm-hmm. and also resetting my mind and relationship with food. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the purpose of the dieta is is to connect with plant consciousness. I know, but you also plant. have the secondary does, benefits. Yes, the secondary benefit is is the the open pathway to higher consciousness. Yes. Yeah. But anyways, that's our journey. And that's, you know, through our journey, we, that's why we concluded what we concluded because we have just been all over the place Mm -hmm. with our diet, but it was always very clear that this is what we should be doing. 
and we, we follow our bliss, we follow our excitement, and we don't ever believe that we would be naturally, organically enthused and, and passionate about something that's wrong mm-hmm. and bad and, and like negative, you know, yeah. that otherwise the whole concept of following your intuition just breaks down with this diet issue. So we, we follow our intuition right, and it's cause... led us all over the place. Um, but it's not just us. I used to coach people and uh, there's so many people that had a very similar path as us. Not that you have to, but, uh, this is something that we've observed in a lot of people this, this, the body wanting different things at different times. Yeah. It's really important that, um, you feel good about the current diet that you're eating because like Ayurveda says, you, you don't just eat your food you absorb the energy that you're putting into it. So if you're feeling guilty or you're feeling like, man, I should be eating something different, that in in itself is worse than eating what your body really wants yeah. because the, you're eating the guilt and the the anxiety and the, the stress about what you're eating. You're eating all that emotion too. And it, it really affects the way your body absorbs the food because it's not just, it's not what you eat, it's what your body absorbs. Yeah. So it's really, and you absorb all that energy that you you put into you know what you what you eat. Yeah. Um. So I'd say we'll move on from that. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. So we'll finish off with sharing some things that might help you if you have a bit of a food addiction, or you know, you fit the description of what I said previously in the introduction, where you have a difficult time eating the food that you know you should be eating or your, your body's wanting, but you're, you have a habit of eating unhealthy foods or something. This is something that we're both guilty of to an mm-hmm. extent, right? Mm-hmm. So one thing that really helps me with this is fasting. And I'll tell you why. For one, it's awesome. It's a great detox. It's, it puts you in a really high state of consciousness and there's cool benefits in that in that regard but also it really resets your relationship with food like if you do a three-day fast and uh whenever you come back and you start to eat food it doesn't matter if you're eating like raw broccoli you're going to be so super stoked about it and appreciate it and it's going to taste very satisfying to you so it's a great way to break your mental and physical attachment to food that you wish to stop eating is it just a simple two or three day fast it's a free reset detox and when you come back you'll have a much easier time eating really healthy foods because you'll want to maintain this level of clarity that you cultivate in the fast. So that that's a reset that always works for me. Mm-hmm. You? You're going to make it over there, buddy? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, uh, like I said earlier, I opened my diet with Sage, so I apologize for not being as talkative as I normally am. She's been uh, draining my energy a little bit. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, what, what helps me um, is... Because fasting is not, it's okay for me, but it's not necessarily good for my psyche. Because as some of you know, I, I um, had an eating disorder. And um, every once in a while, that the underlying um, obsessive compulsive overexercising nature of that disorder kind of creeps in when I'm not um, taking care of myself like I should be. So sometimes fasting plays a role in that. Well, I'll like overeat and then I'll be like, well, I'll just fast. It's fine. I'll just keep eating it and I'll just fast tomorrow and it's no big deal. But that it like plays a role. So um, fasting for me is not really the best thing 
for my psyche sometimes. Um, but what but, is? but um, one thing that I do is I'll just make a decision, like make the decision, like, okay, this is how I'm going to start eating and I'm going to start doing it this way. And then I just kind of do my best to do what I set out to do. And I try not to feel bad or guilty if it doesn't necessarily go exactly the way that I have planned in my mind. But, um, yeah. And then also doing my dietas is a good reset because it's like, I'm forced to, to eat a certain way. You know, I can't eat a lot of things. (laughs) Most, most things I can't eat. Um, even things like grapes and pineapple. Well, I think I can eat pineapple, but I don't. Um, but uh, anyway, lemons, limes, citrus, things like that I can't eat. So my diet is very limited with um, with the dieta. So um, that is also a very good reset. It forces you to look at food in a different way because most of the foods that I'm eating are very bland. And um, it's like you get, I got like today I ate salmon with basil and a tomato and I was like eating that with a, every bite and it was so good. I was like, this is the best thing, but it was like unseasoned salmon, no oil, no dressing, no, no nothing, but it was so good. And it's like, this is just feeding my body. This is fueling my body. You look at food in a different way. It's not like, Ooh, I'm going to eat this cause it tastes so delicious. It's like, this is fuel for me. Would you say that you, you, your sense of your taste buds, in a sense become more sensitive towards the end and oh, yeah. you actually really enjoy your mm-hmm. boring <laughs> super boring yeah. food yeah my last diet I did um I was about a week or two I was about a week or 10 days in and um I was like I'm gonna eat avocado I'm gonna eat some avocado That's today so daring of you wow. I know right but it was like Every bite that I ate with the avocado was literally the best thing that I'd ever tasted because it gave like this like really yummy creaminess. Yeah. And it was it was like, oh yes. Because, you know, two days ago I had keto pie yeah. that was like super sweet and very, very tasty. And now I'm eating like this really bland stuff. But um I am looking at food. You look at food in a different way. Yeah. So shaking up your relationship and association with food is powerful. Long whether story you, short. Yeah. Whether you do what Patty does, which most of you won't, obviously, or you just do a few day fast, it doesn't matter. If you feel called to do a plant diet, I do know a good person. So just. I know you do. <laughs> but here's a couple more practical tips I have for you. Two things I wrote down. Number one is set goals. And the other thing is three days. What I mean by that is it really helps to have a goal, like an outcome you're focused upon. Like maybe like Patty, like, okay, you know, eating raw almonds and broccoli raw. And it's not very exciting. So really getting psyched up about that, good luck. Maybe <laughs> you're, if you can, you're a better person. You're more, you know, it's impressive to me. But getting excited about like, man, okay, the idea of opening up and communicating with a plant spirit as Patty as an example and like the badass sort of outcomes that come from this, this 
task you're taking on. Or, you know, maybe you want to like lose 20 pounds. Like, man, you, you imagine yourself, how am I going to look in that dress at this summer party? I'm going to feel so much better and more yeah. energy. My face is going to look good. I'm going to look younger. Like you focus on like these really profound outcomes instead of like how sucky it is to deprive your senses of what they become habituated to getting. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be huge. Set a goal. Set some kind of goal that you go for. That'll, that'll pull you towards it. Yeah, and that, make the, the, the moment-to-moment decisions more easy to make. Yeah. the Setting a goal to, is really good for, for me too. Like if I'm like, okay, I'm going to... My goal is whatever. I don't know. I, I had a goal at some point where I wanted to like look really good in this dress for a wedding. And like that was very helpful having that goal because it kept, it was like kept, you know, keep, kept my eye on the prize. Yeah. You know? For real. It's good to have goals. And that's just in life in general. Yeah. Having it, you know, being outcome focused. But I wrote, you're probably wondering, what are you talking about with three days? A little bit open-ended statement there, buddy. Well, here's the thing, what I've learned as an addict of all types, you know, drugs, cigarettes, alcohol, food. Um, it's that usually, with the exception of certain drugs I used to be addicted to, the first three days are the hard part. Like if you like, maybe you're, you're in this pattern, for example, where you're eating like ice cream every night and you know you should. And every day you're waking up, you're like looking puffy and you're the scales going up and like, God, I got to stop doing this. And like, you're like every, every night you're like, this is the last time, you know? Anyway, like say you, you, whatever, you set a goal or something as we suggest. And then you say, I'm going to break this. I'm going to be done. Well, that first night's going to suck because you're going to be like, man, something's going to, you're going to feel empty. Like something's mm-hmm. missing. I'm you're like feel dying agitated. right now thinking about eating ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> and then day two, you're probably already feeling a bit better and proud of yourself. But when that nighttime comes and those environmental triggers start to get you and you're, it's like, oh, it's been a day. I, if I was to have some now, it'd be so good. I'm already more desensitized. Ugh. And then day three, it's, it's a little bit easier. Um, but still kind of hard. But after like by day four, you're like almost like reprogram in a sense where you're like, it becomes almost natural and you feel you're starting to reap the benefit. So just know that, know that I I would tell all my clients this when I was a trainer, like, listen, I I know you don't want to give up these foods because you imagine yourself suffering for the rest of your life, but you're not, you're going to suffer probably quite a bit for a few days. And then you're going to become, it's going to become just as natural to you to not eat that food as it was to eat that food. But the difference is you're going to feel good. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna hit your goals in the gym and lose weight and feel better. Um, so just know that the first few days are going to suck. There's no getting around that. But if you can suck it up and white knuckle it and do whatever you got to do, you know, to to do it, it'll get a lot easier for mm-hmm. you. It'll be very self-sustaining when you start feeling so much better because there's uh, reaching a goal and improving your health and feeling more clear. Those are way, those are very motivating. And you're going to want to sustain that. Yeah. I also find it's very powerful to like, like whenever I was like trying to lose weight after having the kids and stuff, it was always, I'd always be like, well, I can't eat that. But there's so much power in saying like, I choose not to eat that because I have goals. And so like reframing the way that you view food and the way that you like talk to yourself about what you're putting in your body, that's so powerful you know, like, cause ultimately you are the one who chooses what you put inside your body. So if you want to start feeling better, then you ch- can say like, I choose to eat this, 
you know, cauliflower salad instead of ice cream, you know? Yeah. And, and even though ice cream tastes better, but it's a choice, you know, it's a choice. Yeah. And I would say the last thing we have here to share is we both do shadow work in, in with the focus of healing the particular root causes that cause us to not be content in the moment in absence Mm -hmm. of this sensory stimulation that we get from eating like fun foods. Like uh, I've been doing this recently with just the concept of being sort of addicted to just stimulus, stimulation Mm -hmm. in my life. So I I wrote down this intention in my journal um, the other day at the gym. And then whenever I do that, whenever I like assert a strong intention to the universe for like what I said, um, I start getting synchronicity, like, like, uh, like understanding of, okay, here's like the universe showing me like why I do that. And it was funny. I was listening to this new Tool song on the new Tool album, which is awesome. Um, and one of the lyrics, I just, and again, it was a new song for me. One of the, the, the lyrics in the song was so bizarre and synchronistic. It was too much cookies and cream is what this, this like, this, this rock star Maynard said, and I was like, did he just say too much cookies and cream? And it like blew my mind because I was like thinking about that. And that is like, that was a very like a, a high, like a, an epiphany for me because I, I developed sort of an ad- addiction, an addiction to an addiction, you know, early on because my, my parents, they, <laughs> they let us eat really unhealthy dessert foods every single day. Oh my and God. my favorite thing in the world, my mom's included, was cookies and cream ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I would go nuts on that shit. I would come home from like, you know, getting high with my friends. <laughs> and I'd come home and eat like a whole carton of cookies and cream. Like a, like just total, like a total Like animal. Oreos, you mean? Oreo cookies and cream ice cream. Yes. Oh my God. So the fact that like... Oreo cookies and cream The fact cream. that like he said that in the song was like trippy to me. Like, <laughs> wow, I have to look up and see if that's what he said. But he did. Um, anyway, so but the, the, the long story short is I do shadow work. I want to get to the bottom of this. I really like... I'm way better than I am. I have way more self-control. I eat a much healthier diet. I'm much more quick to act upon my intuition, as we suggested, than ever before. But still, I'm not where I want to be. So I set goals. I work on myself and I do the shadow work. Yeah. Now, how about you? It, well, yes, obviously that it's the same for me. I do my, my, I do my inner work and, you know, go into my shadow and find out what, what's the deal. But <clears throat> one thing I was going to add is that, um, sometimes when you have cravings, it's your body's way of telling you that you need something. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to eat sugar, which I mean, we still eat sugar. We don't, we don't avoid it. You know, Mm -hmm. we allow ourselves to eat that on occasion, but we don't eat it maybe as often as, you know, we might crave it or something. But, um, the, the like sugar, when you crave sugar, it means something. When you crave fat, it means something. And sometimes it just means not that you necessarily have to binge out on, uh, nuts <laughs> or, or trail mix, which I love. Um, <laughs> yeah, hint, hint. <laughs> Patty is downfall. Yes, but she's so bad. I know. I'm it's the worst. so da- naughty of you. The so, trail mix. Oh my god. But she'll no. eat like five pounds of it. Yeah, but what it, what it is though? Like <clears throat> when I'm in Sedona, when we are doing our retreats, I want that. Like that's what I want to eat. You know, I yeah. don't even care about eating like protein at all. All I want is like fat. And it's just because the energy is so high there that I think my body's going like, okay, we need to ground you. Like mm, yeah. you need to get grounded 
So I just, I'm like, okay, I'm just eating all this whole thing of trail mix. Hope nobody minds. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, know if, if I made my I point. I know. I feel like we both have been going off on all these tangents. I don't know. Hopefully they're still with us and listening. Yeah. I might, I have an excuse. As, I don't know what yours is. Yeah, no, you're, be, you're, you're on it. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, there's a lot of information here because we've I had know. so many. We could like do so many podcasts about this topic. We could do like a three hour long podcast I talking know. about like our various diets and our, our opinions and different things we tried, but we're not going to. Maybe <laughs> we might. One. Maybe. No. It would turn into one. No. At this rate, maybe. <laughs> anyway, well, it's a good thing. So Patty was kind of tired. Me, I happened to have an energy drink before my workout today, so I feel very speedy. Which I can't have. And pepped up. <laughs> um, so yeah. anyway. I choose not to have that, yeah. actually. We're just, ra- we're just straight up rambling now. They're, I know, I like dude, it, though. What are you talking about? I know you do. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We would we could have force cut this. You think? No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. We're going to bounce, my friends. We're getting a bit, uh, uh, I think we need Ungrounded. To, yeah, I think we need to I eat feel some trail mix. We're both good. We need some trail mix. Anyways, my friends, listen. Our, our, the moral of the story is, in our opinion, for what it's worth, is to follow your heart and follow your own intuition. Mm-hmm. It's really, it and, really is that simple. And sometimes <clears throat> it's, you know, it, well, not sometimes. It just be prepared for what resonates in today might change tomorrow or next week and know that that's okay. And it's always perfect in that way because your body's changing. Our bodies are, are always changing and always upgrading and, and doing all this crazy stuff, you know? So right. it's, it's important to know that things, things change with your body. So it's your diet's going to change. Yeah. I, my, I have I sort of an opinion, like a hypothesis about like, what is the way that we're all going to come into like perfect balance with our body and our diet? And I think it's something we're all working towards. I think it really comes down to, it's not going to be that, Oh, science has discovered that this is what we need to be eating. I really think that we're going to eventually become so um, in touch with ourselves and so consistently in the present moment. And so um, easy where it's so easy to discern the ego suggestions versus you know cravings habits versus what's best for us and it's going to be this sort of like flow of just synchronicity and where it's like easy to we just sort of naturally just gravitate towards what works for us and it won't be so hard that's mm-hmm. my hope and opinion yeah <laughs> for what it's worth but i, I think that's I something that. we're all doing our best at yeah. i really think like it, the, the answer is not someone's research and this is the best diet now for people waking up and empaths it's like no it's about really knowing yourself and then living accordingly Mm. but that's something none of us are really doing perfectly yet even we're not even close we're getting there and we're working towards it so we appreciate all of you working alongside us and doing (laughs) your best and uh, we wish you well. Hopefully something we said might have helped you in some way. And if if not, you could follow it. <laughs> if you're still with us, yeah. But we're going to bounce. The kids are in there watching TV, which we got to put a stop to. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for your comments and your reviews yes, and all the nice you. things you shared. Um, and I, you know, I just want to add this. I always get excited when people tell me that they listen to the podcast. It just makes me so happy because I don't really like... Yeah, you're making Patty very happy right now. Yeah, so thank you guys for <laughs> listening. I really appreciate it. Yeah. All right, my friends. Until next time, have an amazing day, a fantastic week, and we'll be here next time. Namaste. Namaste.